from Larva and Giantkin to the Monster Smash League, the only place where ghost busting means socking specters in their intangible jaws until they cry for their mamas. I'm Bat Boy, and joining me tonight is Gaia's baby boy himself, Typhon, Greek father of all monsters. Thanks, BB! And a happy All Hallow Tide to all the creepies out there tuning in for the carnage. Yes, it's that special time of year when the boys and girls of the human world celebrate Halloween. Dressing up in costumes, decorating their houses with spooky props, and trick-or-treating all over for goodies and candy. It's seriously the best. And in the world of myth and folklore, it's our chance to spread terror and chaos without fear of reprisal due to it being expected and welcomed in the mortal realms. It's always a little different each year, but some classics always make an appearance. There's a reason old houses tend to have more paranormal activity on Halloween. Legions of wraiths and poltergeists manifest all over the world specifically to enhance the chilling atmospheres of such locations. <laughs> One year I snuck into Mervyn's with this leprechaun friend of mine. He animated the mannequins and had them change clothes and paint faces on themselves. So that when the manager came in the next morning, he soiled himself and quit on the spot. Akuka from accounting once hid in a young girl's attic and kept opening the hatch when she would walk by. The family moved soon after. Uh, of course, there's plenty of disappearances over the centuries that could be attributed to various werewolves, dragons, and wandering abominations that got hungry. And some of us, myself included, like to volunteer at local spook alleys to give the attraction some extra spice. Of course, the owners never know we're there, but I think they appreciate it all the same. Some say Christmas is the best family holiday, but we all know that All Hallows' Eve is the real day where everyone, monstrous or mortal, can come together for creepiness and fun. Is this still about your grudge with Santa? BB, I may not like that overstuffed bowl of jelly, but it's the Halloween season. It's a time for forgiveness and tricks. Oh, jeez. What did you do? I fed all his reindeer candy apples laced with Ipecac syrup. Oh, no. No, no. Yep. The only reindeer games they'll be playing is Worship the Porcelain Goddess. He'll be cleaning those animal pens for days. I feel like that punishes the elves more than Saint Nick. How so? Santa doesn't personally clean the reindeer stables. Wait. What? In fact, I... Doubt Santa even visits his sleigh team very often until December. If that's true, when does he start tuning up the sleigh? He doesn't. There are elves for that. And the elves make all the toys, BB? Yes. Then what the hell does he even do? Keeps track of the naughty and nice kids, I imagine. <laughs> so let me get this straight. Santa makes elves do all the grunt work 11 and a half months out of the year, and he just gets to sit comfortably in his home and be a judgmental bag of milk and cookies? Essentially. And I'm the one being unreasonable by hating him? He does bring joy to many. Wow. Just, wow. Well, at least I'm sure he'll hear about the reindeer situation. Yes, well done. And in the process, you tormented a bunch of underpaid working class elves who just do what they're told. Well, when you put it like that, you make me feel like a jerk. I think you just got carried away. Yeah, but... Now I'm going to be thinking about those little dudes staring at the mess, their once shimmering eyes full of hope and joy, now dead with disappointment and utter despair. Don't worry, Ty. I'm pretty sure they'll never know it was you. I shaved my name into Blitz inside. Oh. Yikes. Yeah, I have regrets. Anyway, Halloween is our favorite time of year, and we hope you love it too. 
As our harvest gift to the fans, we've got a devilishly spooky matchup lined up tonight at the Aberration Station Arena. Break out your jack-o'-lanterns and dry ice beverages, because we're taking a trip to a very special place. So let's head over to find out about it and the monsters we're going to see TP the stadium with each other's entrails. For that, we're sending it to our very own Sanderson sister, Jenny Greenteeth. Jenny? Thanks, fellas. I'm standing in the midst of a truly impressive field transformation here in the arena, affectionately dubbed Creepy Hollow. As far as our engineers and warlocks have researched, this is a detailed recreation of the small village of Sleepy Hollow, the location of Washington Irving's classic legend. Irving was even buried in the small town, so you can tell he was kind of attached to it. The actual village is in Mount Pleasant, New York, and is widely considered to be one of the most haunted places in the world. With its original stone cottages and various bodies of water, including a small portion of the Hudson River, it is quite picturesque. Or, it would be if we hadn't modified it. Our architectural sorcerers have flavored this version of Sleepy Hollow to be more in line with Washington Irving's legend. Streets and paths are littered with grinning pumpkins and dim torches. The homes and businesses look abandoned and even rotted. The water has been turned into murky salt water, and the normally beautiful woods surrounding it are dead and skeletal. We've even turned the natural light down, creating an eerie twilight. A stunning achievement. Even Ty and I feel uneasy around this place. Yeah, it totally gives me the tinglys and 77 out of 100 necks. This is all to set the stage for a truly haunting showdown. As the Irish fey horseman without a good head on his shoulders, the Doolahan, takes on the Arcadian demon horseman fusion, the Nuckleby. Two frightening equines facing off in the land where the headless horseman claimed Ichabod Crane. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Jenny. This battle means a lot to many of our fans. There's a sort of reverence that all of the beasts here are feeling for this battleground. Many of these broodlings were raised on the story of Ichabod Crane. The original Headless Horseman is considered to be an icon in the world of monsters. What better way to pay tribute to the legend and celebrate All Hallowtide than to have two symbolic horsemen trample one another for supremacy? It's the most... Wonderful time of the year. Yes, indeed, my friend. Speaking of headless horsemen, we have one of our own taking the field tonight. So let's learn about the Doolahan right after this word from one of our human sponsors. <sighs> BB, I can't wait. Hello? If anyone can hear me, I just picked up your signal and I've only got about a minute of battery life on my emergency radio, so I just wanted to let you know about my podcast, Island Life with Alex Denny. It's a weekly broadcast from the island of Talking Animals where I've been shipwrecked for a number of years. Every improvised episode features me, my animal friends like Damien the Fox and Benji the Penguin, plus new human friends I pick up over my radio in a place where anything can happen, from peacocks putting on a talent show to a capybara and a frigate bird finding love. Some of my human guests have included Celeste Pachu and Amanda Blake Davies of Showtime's Work in Progress, Jessica Lynn Verdi, the voice of Best Buy, and Sean Cowig and Brian James O'Connell of Helden on Sci-Fi. New episodes of Island Life with Alex Denny are released every Tuesday, and you can find plenty of past broadcasts on any podcast app or at islandlifepod.com. Running low on power here. Thanks for hanging out with us on Island Life. The din of the pub has begun to die down, and the hour has grown late. A chilled, 
quiet road awaits you as you bid farewell to your mates and set out for the warmth of your humble rural home. Before the door closes behind you, your friend Shivan calls to you. May your heart be light and happy, may your smile be big and wide, and may your pockets always have a coin or two inside. You flash a puckish grin, silently flipping your last gold coin between your fingers as your footsteps crunch into the old dirt path. The last sounds of the few patrons remaining slip into the night air and fade into the ocean of stars above you. It is quiet. The vivid pastures of the Emerald Isles stretch on for miles, and a nearby herd of sheep seems to be silent and still, their glistening eyes reflecting moonlight towards you as they watch you continue your trek home. The air grows colder, and your breath becomes plain in front of your eyes. Now you notice that it is not just the herd animals that are quiet. You hear nothing. No crickets, no stray cats, no scurrying of mice, nothing. A feeling of horrible dread washes over you, and then you finally hear something, though the sound is not the relief you are hoping for. Distant hooves. Your pace quickens as a realization hits you that makes your blood run cold. The sheep in the field are not looking at you. They're looking behind you. You try to push these thoughts from your mind as you keep your focus straight ahead. Now you smell smoke, and a glow creeps into the very edges of your vision. Overcome with a combination of fear and curiosity, your footsteps cease. You turn your head slowly as a sound of a hideous whipping of bone joins the clamor of hooves growing louder. Now you see him, the Dullahan, riding a pitch-black stallion with sparks flying from its nostrils is a cloaked rider wielding a full human spine in one hand and his own oversized, decaying, severed head in the other. He cracks the whip of vertebrae, urging his steed onward, and with every footfall, the horse's movements ignite the brush nearby, leaving a flaming trail for all to see. You cry out for help as you spin on your heel and break into a sprint, you know that all the headless horseman needs to do is raise his rotting visage aloft and let the horrid rictus grin of his mouth call out your name and your soul will be drawn from your body, killing you instantly. What can you do? Where can you hide? You know that all gates and locks open for the Dullahan because he is of the world of the Fey, and if he draws close enough, he may decide to strike your eyes from your face with his macabre whip. The sound is getting louder and louder, and you can feel him getting closer to you as you finally remember the old proverb that Siobhan called out to you. May your heart be light and happy, may your smile be big and wide, and may your pockets always have a coin or two inside. Your hand fumbles in your pocket for your last coin. 
The Dulahan's wispy breath grows steady as you can sense his arm raising up, head in hand. Before his mushy, swollen face can speak, you feel the coin in your hand and toss it on the ground. You turn and see the Dulahan rear up on his mount at the sight of the gold, his horrible smile becoming a sour frown. You meet his clouded, dead eyes for a moment before he fades away, back into the fairy realm. A sigh of relief escapes your lips as you reach down and pick up your coin. You hear crickets chirping nearby. A cool breeze hits your face. May your heart be light and happy. May your smile be big and wide. And may your pockets always have a coin or two inside. Is it just me, or is the storyteller creepier than usual? No, I agree. I feel like we should be sitting around a campfire. Toasting marshmallows. Drinking hot apple cider. Sitting in camp chairs. Putting another log on the fire. Punching Zeus in his stupid face. What? What? Anyway, as you heard from the story, the Doolahan only has one weakness. An irrational fear of gold. Unusual, to say the least, but unlikely to be of any importance in the fight to come. So let's talk about what he can do. For that, we're sending it over to the analyst desk, where Yowie and Jenny are joined by our special creepy hollow panelists. Jenny and Yowie. Thanks, BB. Happy All Hallow Tide to everyone, and welcome to the Analyst Desk. I'm Jenny Greenteeth. And I'm Yowie. And we're joined by an exciting group of MSL experts who are anxious to talk about our Creepy Hollow exhibition. First up, we have the author of Rip Van Winkle and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow himself, Washington Irving. Very happy to not be dead right now. Don't get used to it, Mr. Irving. (laughs) Presenting an expert on lingering death and how to make a lasting impression, the Weeping Woman. La Llorona. Hola. Next is the legendary architect and Egyptian mummy whose priestly duties also gave him insight into the spirit world, Emotep. Honored. Queen of the fairies and practitioner of enchantments and trickery, Titania. Thanks, handsome. Uh, yeah, and of course, we couldn't do this without the master of Halloween, Michael Myers. What a crew we've assembled for such a special occasion. Jenny, you look nauseating as ever. Did you change your hair? Why, yes. I pulled large clumps of it out just last night. Thank you for noticing. You're making it work, girl. Please get with me after the show so we can swap grooming tips. I admire your diseased complexion. Oh, please, Rona. (laughs) You don't need my help. The way you kidnap children, realize they aren't your own dead kids, and then drown them is an inspiration. To so many. I'm gobsmacked with all of this great A talent in the room. It is nice to get together now and then. Feel like it's been ages since we did something like this. We really should do this outside of work sometime. Get BB, Ty, and Echidna in on the fun too. Deal. But before that, let's talk about the Doolahan. So, first off, why'd you base your headless horseman on the Doolahan, Mr. Irving? I didn't. Come on, Washington. Dear, it's obvious. No, really? I based him on a ghost story I had heard about a Hessian soldier from the Revolutionary War that had his head taken off by a cannonball who continued to haunt a nearby town. Oh, okay, so... 
Why did we reanimate you for this? Search me, but I will say, the Dullahan has some incredible abilities that would have made Ichabod Crane's life much more difficult, such as that whip. Oh, I very much enjoy that accessory. It's made from a complete human spine and is able to blind opponents by striking deep within their sockets. Which is interesting, because in contrast, he has amazing vision. <laughs> right oh, That head of his is able to see across the entire countryside, even on the darkest of nights. I'm also told the head has the color and texture of moldy cheese. Is this correct? Unfortunately, yes. Titania, you're the master of the Fey world, and the Dullahan is from the fairy realm, right? Bingo. He's able to manifest in the human world much easier than most, and also not much of a talker. It's terrible at parties. Michael, you're also not much of a talker. Why would that be the case for this Irish spirit? Agreed. It's because he can only say the names of his victims. Fair point! And once he does, their souls leave their bodies and die instantly, right? Right. So let's talk about transportation. Most of the time, he rides a dark horse. See, sí. And El Caballo runs so fast that plants ignite behind it. Oh dear, that could be problematic if someone tried to chase him. He could also use it strategically. See, sí. He has another mode of transportation. Really? Yes. His carriage, driven by six black horses with the same abilities as the single. The carriage is much faster and can carry multiple souls within. The spokes are made of thigh bones and the covering is dried human skin. <gasps> Fun! I also see here that you can't stop the Dullahan with barriers because locks and gates open automatically when he approaches. A bit of fey trickery at work, I'd say. <gasps> Wait. What is it, Jenny? Look at this. Holy dooly! Can that be right? Titania? Yes, darling? Is the Doolahan divine? Mm, yes, I suppose you could say that. How is this possible? The Doolahan is the embodiment of Cromdog, who is himself Crom Crook, an old pagan god of pre-Christian Ireland. He spread the practice of human sacrifice until St. Patrick ended the worship of him. You said it, Mr. Myers. So that means he has a distinct advantage over his opponent, who is a demon. Now, hold on. We'll have to wait and see. Plenty of fiends have bested divinity throughout existence. And we'll discuss that more in a little bit. But first, we'll pass it back to the boys in the booth. Thanks, Jenny. And thanks to the creepy hollow panel. Well, this is getting more and more interesting. Who would have thought that a haunted figure like Ireland's Headless Horseman would be related to a god? Well, paganism during the Middle Ages was pretty much anything that wasn't recognized as an official religion. So those gods were a real grab bag of whatever. And whatever it was, we now have a spooky demigod invading the MSL tonight. So let's get more details about the demon that aims to end Cinderella's carriage ride by smashing that cheese head like a rotten jack-o'-lantern. Right after this word from our sponsors. I'm into Swampland Barbecue, and barbecue for me is all about the wood. We do the low and slow hellfire style with a smoker, but I also like direct grilling over some springy turf moss covered hickory wood. We do Perdition Swine Ribs, we do Arkham Deep Ribs, we do Baby Snack Ribs and Jersey Devil Brisket, and no one can touch us on Minotaur Tri-Tip. 
smoky, mossy, succulent meat. That's what you'll get here at Moss Man's Home Barbecue. We hope to see you here. Go back, Tamaskelpi. Go back, go back. Return and await the light. A more fearsome being you could not conceive than the one that hunts tonight. Oliver Barrett's The Knuckle of V. In the Orkney region of Scotland, local mythology borrowed from the Nordic and Celtic traditions speak of a demon rumored to be the nastiest of all demons found in the Northern Isles. According to British folklorist Catherine Briggs, a combination of equine and human bodies fused together unnaturally, the Nuckalavi is an unsettling nightmare to behold. The torso of a man sits atop the back of a monstrous horse, his oversized head lolling to the side, lifeless but for the hideous protruding mouth like that of a pig and two glowing green eyes that stare blankly at whatever the head has swiveled towards. The human is legless, appearing as if the waist had been sewn to the back of the equine. A macabre taxidermy driver with arms so long that the knuckles scrape the ground as it rides. The horse, indicating its predilection for the sea, has fin-like appendages growing from each leg and only a single giant eye burning like an open flame. Its mouth is a wide and gaping wound, with toxic vapors pouring from each corner like steam from an underwater volcanic vent. Perhaps the most disturbing of all, however, is that the Nuckalavi, this entire abomination of horse and man, has no skin at all. Black blood courses through yellow veins, attached to sinews and powerful muscles pulsing with dark forces, as if the being was flayed alive by its own demonic energies. This monster gallops out of the sea to terrorize farms and harvest souls from innocent mortals who dare to underestimate its power. With a single breath, crops wilt and food spoils. Deadly disease sweeps through livestock, and drought inflicts the land with waterless seasons. But not all water is created equally, and the Knuckle of E cannot tolerate the fresh water of rivers and rain. Crossing a stream may be your only chance of escape, should you be so unfortunate as to encounter this horrible fiend. The Nuckalavi rides from the ocean waves to bring pestilence and famine to the Northern Isles. And all you can do with your insignificant final moments is run. Go on, I must. I fear no man who stalks foul weather or fair. What manner of man are you to say? I cannot pass this lair. Alas, Thomas Kelpie, I am no man, 
and try hard as you might, you will not stop the Nuklavi from taking your soul tonight. Standing six feet tall at the horse's head and nine feet at the human, with a weight of almost 2,000 pounds, it's the Nuklavi! We're covering all the basics of all Hallowtide here at Monster Smash. How so? I feel like the Doolahan is more of a classic image of terror, with an understated appearance and motive, while the Nuklavi is the modern attachment to gruesome gore and shocking imagery. Huh. What? That's just a very astute observation. Hey, I'm not strictly the excited-about-fights-and-makes-jokes guy. I'm sorry for doubting you. Thank you. Now let's get back to the thing with two halves so intimate they're literally attached to the hip. It's time to send it back to the creepy hollow panel to see what the experts think of this Orcadian monstrosity. Over to you, Jenny and Yowie. Thanks, mates. Jenny and I are once again joined by our special guest analysts to talk about the Nuklavi. So, Rona... You spend a lot of time in and near water. See? I didn't know that. You don't look like a water beast to me. I'm mostly just drowned children. Who doesn't? (gasps) Drowning Drowning buddies! buddies. (laughs) Good times. Anyway, do you think that the aquatic nature of this devil of the sea might give it an advantage? It's hard to say. The Nukelavi is somewhat insolito in the realm of monsters because of its aversion to freshwater, but love of salt water. Uh, I have it under good authority that they've modified the creepy hollow water to be exclusively salt-based, so... I doubt the freshwater weakness will come into play. Well, if that is the case, then I'd say anytime you can move into a terrain that your opponent cannot, you are fortunate. It opens up opportunities and strategies, that's for sure. I have to talk about that devastating wilting breath. That was on my mind as well. We've seen fire breath, ice breath, poison breath, but this is quite unique. What was it the storyteller said? With a single breath. Crops wilt and food spoils. Not to mention the deadly disease that spreads through the livestock. It's like a one-stop shop for ruining a farmer's life. I suppose the question is, can it affect the Dullahan? If the Dullahan was an undead creature, I'd say no. But since it's a divine avatar, I don't see why not. It's still a living creature after all. How effective might withering gas be on such a creature? That is true, Michael. Thank you for opening my eyes to that unique perspective. Seriously, I don't think anyone could have summed it up better. Careful, Yowie. He might just take your job with that kind of insight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so exciting. All right, you lot. It's time to make your final predictions on this showdown at Creepy Hollow. Who's going to win this haunted horse race? Let's start with Mr. Irving. I mean, the Nuklavi is intimidating and unlike anything I could have possibly dreamed up while I was alive and writing. But I've got to go with the monster that feels closest to my work. I've got to give it to the Dolahan. Rona. Nuklavi. Es mucho más grande y aterrador. <laughs> Bigger and scarier for sure. Emotep. The Nuklavi is my pick, but purely for design reasons. As an architect, I just can't ignore the morbidly careful thought that went into constructing such an abomination. Game, recognize game, and all that. Titania? I feel like I would be a poor excuse for a fairy queen if I didn't 
back my own horse, as it were. The Doolahan will win this. Michael Myers. Hmm, makes sense. Wicked Jenny. Oh, come on, Yowie. We don't get to make predictions. We just have to wait and see what happens. Too true. I'd like to thank our creepy hollow panel, the late Washington Irving, La Llorona, Hemotep, Lady Titania, and Michael Myers. Back to you, BB. Hooroo. Thanks, Yowie and Jenny. We're not supposed to be making predictions? Well, you can, just not on the air. Oh, okay. All right. Is betting on the fight allowed? You aren't serious. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, of course not. I just, just Typhon doing his jokes over here. Such a kidder. <laughs> what a guy. Hmm. All right. All Hallowtide is upon us, and the time has come to open the gates of Creepy Hollow to see which Knight Rider will gallop off into the moonset and which one will be put out to pasture. <clears throat> hey, baby, I have to take a little trip to the little hundred-headed tyrant's room during the commercial. Just go now. Thanks. I'll be right back. I will be right back. As Ty runs off to call his bookie before he gets fired, That's not what I'm doing. we'll head down to the field right after these messages from our sponsors. What's inside? A moment of fear? A source of never-ending suffering? An act of unthinkable evil? What will it bring? An old artifact of destruction. A new face of ultimate power. Some unwelcome truths. Or a cause for reveling in utter chaos. The knowledge that help will never come. What's inside? Oblivion. Dread X delivers by delivering. Welcome back to this special All Hallow Tide edition of the Monster Smash League. I'm Bat Boy, and joining me is Typhon, Greek father of all monsters. The whole Aberration Station Arena has switched to Creepy Hollow Mode. Our sorcerers have cast a spell over the audience, turning their cheers into creepy, spooky music noise for the terrain. Yes, normally we love to hear the feral cries of the vampires and lake monsters in the stands, but for All Hallowtide and tonight's exhibition, we'll be keeping the ambiance out of respect for Washington Irving's classic. We'll still call the match, though. Of course. Which monster will carry on the legacy of the Headless Horseman? Will it be the Deathbringer of Ireland, the Doolahan? Or the Orcadian Famine Fiend, the Nuclevy? Cue the Rolling Fog. Monster Smash! This place is unsettling. Yes, it feels like home. Happy All Hallowtide time. Happy All Hallowtide, BB. And now for the contenders. 
Wow, that Nuklevi is absolutely grotesque. Kind of makes me feel inadequate as a horrifying beast. And look at that shrub. It's just withered under the breath of the demon. Thick fog rolling in. The anticipation is starting to unnerve some of the audience, but the Nuklevi seems absolutely unmoved. A little mist in old houses aren't going to bother a fiend like this one. <laughs> oh, here we go! The Dullahan has manifested at the top of a hill at the edge of Creepy Hollow. Yes! Yes! Mounted on his dark horse with his head in his hand, he evokes some of the classic pictures of the headless horseman himself. I'm getting a little bit choked up here, baby. It's magnificent. <laughs> They're magnificent. We're off to the races. Right off the bat, we've got a dangerous game of chicken as these two equine evils charge straight towards each other. The Doolahan has a slight speed boost since he started on that hill, but they're both incredibly fast. The Nuklevi has dropped its lanky arm to the cobblestone and is clawing the road, probably attempting to intimidate the fae creature. We call that the Kruger. It doesn't seem to phase the headless monster in the slightest. <laughs> Whoa! Now that's what I call a hot flash! The Doolahan sped up at the last second to dodge past the Nuklevi's claw, and in doing so, he went fast enough to ignite its hand. The Sea Devil seems more annoyed than hurt by that fire, but he is wasting time dipping it in the river. Meanwhile, the Doolahan has doubled back. Nucky's human head just swiveled to look at him, but the Doolahan has revealed his deadly spine whip! With deft precision, the Doolahan has looped it around the Nuklevi's upper neck. How is that possible? The Doolahan is smaller than the Celtic demon, and yet he's dragging it behind him like an outlaw. Tumbling over stones and shrubs, crashing into old trees, and flailing around due to its unique physical proportions, the Nuklevi is having a bad time. The Doolahan is incredibly strong to be able to hold on like that. Must be that combination of fairy biology with infused divinity. They're heading for the Creepy Hollow Cemetery. Uh, it just wouldn't be Halloween for the mortals without a visit to a graveyard just opened by itself. I guess the Doolahan really does inspire locks and obstructions to clear away from it. It tried to slam shut behind him, but instead broke right on top of the struggling Nuklevi. The dead will not rest easy tonight because those tombstones are getting pulverized by the skinless horse's body. They might not be doing the most damage, but every little bit helps. The Nuklevi has finally released that stretched human spine from around its neck. The question is, where did it go? It rolled into some fog and now we can't see it. Looks like the Doolahan is concerned also. It's lifting its head up to get a better view. Those two gray orbs have impeccable eyesight. Wait, the Doolahan's head isn't smiling anymore. It looks like that tricky demon has released its stench of death into the air. The smell seems to rise, so the Doolahan might not want to keep its head so high up. You'd think a horseman who is a harbinger of death would be used to the smell of a rotting corpse. Well, he mostly deals in souls and not actual bodies. Like a hunting shark, the Nuklevi just rose up from the fog at a full gallop and clotheslined the face Spectre off his steed. Ooh, looked like a nasty landing. Excellent strategy there. Nucky has decided that the Doolahan's horse needs to go. For those of you who enjoy fictional monsters fighting but not the sounds of spectral animals dying horribly, please mute the broadcast for a moment. All three of Nucky's eyes are burning with evil intent. Both heads open wide and writers are full blast of diseased breath. I 
really won't describe it, but just trust us when we say that is one expired horse. I noticed that the Doolahan hasn't gotten up yet. Looks like the sea devil is impatient. It just hurled that dead equine into an old tree trunk. Lucky just moved to the spot where the demigod fell and is stopping with reckless abandon. Did it get him? Is it over? It stopped, so maybe? Huh, if I had to interpret the mutated body, I'd say the Nuklavi is frustrated. What the? The Nuklavi is getting excited again. No way, that's... An entire carriage just materialized from the fog and ran over the Nuklavi. What a move! Nucky got partially trampled by those six horses. Sitting in the driver's seat is a completely unharmed Doolahan. The carriage has exited the cemetery and is back on the cobblestone road of Creepy Hollow. But the Nuckleby is already back up and in hot pursuit. Can Nucky catch up? That's an affirmative. It just cut across the river as the carriage crossed the bridge. They're neck and neck now. I feel like I'm at a race. I wish I could place bets. The whip finds purchase in one of the human head's glowing eye sockets. Nucky just lost an eye. Black blood is pouring out of the hole. The Orcadian fiend has lost some speed as it clutches at the wound. It's swinging wildly with the other claw, hoping to connect. All that did was slash the side of the human skin of the vehicle. Creepy hollow cottages are now flying by them as they rush down the street. Skillful driving from the fairy creature. He just veered to the right, forcing the Nuklevi into the front of a crumbling house. He keeps crushing that thing against buildings. Can the fiend counter? The power! The Nuklevi just used its full weight to shove back. The coach is tipping over. Whoa! That was so cool! Folks, the the carriage tipped over but continued to rotate through the ground until it was back in an upright position. Fairies are so tricky, BB! That they are, Ty. They're back to the main road and are heading back to the river. Nucky has a dexter on the back of the carriage and seems to be trying to slow it down with those long arms. That was a blunder on the demon's part. With a speed boost, the Doolahan is blasting flames straight into it. Nucky is getting cooked. It'll have to let go. No surprise here. The Nuckleby is detouring into the river to put itself out. Nucky disappeared into the water. I wonder what it's up to. The Doolahan is trying to get a better view from the bridge. I can't believe it! And he's still not down? The Nuklevi erupted from beneath the bridge, shattering through the wood and the carriage, destroying it completely! But that shady demigod instinctively jumped from the crumbling vehicle and landed on one of his other horses! This is insane! Without missing a beat, Nucky grabs one of the falling bone wheels and chucks it like Captain America's shield! Direct hit! The Dullahan is staggered. He's trying to stay on the horse and hold on to his head at the same time. Looks like he's going to fumble. The Nuklevi has used its huge reach to scoop up a jack-o'-lantern and rears up. Now that looks like the headless horseman of legend. A pumpkin is airborne. It knocked the head loose. Now the Dullahan is holding the jack-o'-lantern. And the oversized head is rolling on the ground. He's trying to turn the horse around, but it's hard to coordinate without his head. Meanwhile... The Nuklevi is staring down at the Doolahan's rotten visage. This is about to be gross. <laughs> like a watermelon hit with a sledgehammer, that big head just burst. And without a head, the rest of the Doolahan goes with it. The Nuklevi is our winner! 
That battle had everything. Mysterious disappearances, horse racing, a gory finish. I couldn't imagine a better match for Creepy Hollow. This was such a fascinating pair of monsters. Besides being equine-based, they were quite different from each other. The Doolahan had some surprises up its sleeve that made it hard for the Nuclevee to pin it down. The fire trails, the blinding strikes, and of course the carriage made the Irish creature uphold its reputation as a tricky fairy. It even had a decent amount of physical strength due to being a demigod. But this was a fight where mobility was the deciding factor. Even with the options of switching between horses and coaches, the Doolahan wasn't as fast or versatile as the Nuclevee. Nucky could run fast just like a horse, but it could also traverse the water. Not only did this negate any fire damage from those flaming trails, but it also allowed it to outmaneuver the fairly straightforward Doolahan. And with the ability to kill Doolahan's unremarkable horses with its withering breath, speed was definitely the Nuclevee's advantage. With demon strength durability, and impressive movement, the Nuclevee is the winner. Happy All Hallow Tide, everyone. Be safe out there. Oh, speaking of which, Ty, Garuda reported that your chariot has been vandalized. What? Yeah, looks like it's covered in reindeer vomit. Close! From the spooky realm of Creepy Hollow, that's it for this edition of the Monster Smash League. For Yowie, Jenny Greenteeth, and Typhon, Greek father of all monsters, I'm at boy saying, clean up after your gelatinous cubes. With your help, we can take a bite out of slime. Have a safe Halloween, everyone.